then the natural. If college life has been hectic and full, it hasn't prevented the humour of students from frequently surfacing. Take, for instance, the night one of the boys found his bed missing. He searched frantically for it. It was near lights out time. Then he found it on the church roof, erected, made up and ready for occupation. It has never been told how he got it down, but it was one of those escapades frowned on by those in authority. And once the secretary's car, a mini miner, was discovered wedged sideways between the walls of the carport. It was certain that she couldn't have parked it that way. And though no one admitted having done it, some of the strongest boys stood innocently offering their sympathy. Too innocently. Some episodes haven't seemed funny till later. There was a time a car crashed through the back fence, across the roof of a small hut and down onto the clothesline. Four students in the hut dived for shelter. Two got in a cupboard. One dived under the table. The fourth cried, Armageddon? As he remembered the day's lectures. The college nurse, keen to render first aid, insisted that the man who looked to be suffering from shock come and have a cup of coffee. He turned out to be a drunk who had wandered in from the pub across the road. The only occupant of the car didn't show any marks of his experience, but one of the students looked horrified. He rushed round the hostel to where the car had broken through the fence. He heaved a sigh of relief. His ginger beer brewing there was safe. There was a time one of the boys had permission to borrow another boy's car to go to work. He wondered why the police pulled him up and accused him of stealing the car until he found out he had taken the wrong one. The car he should have had was still parked in the college grounds. Fortunately, he was able to get it sorted out, but he was more careful after that. Howlers have periodically cropped up in students' work. A rule given in class on writing stated that you not only write to be understood, but so that you cannot be misunderstood. One student, expressing his dislike of duties, wrote about dirty cook's dishes and turning up her gas. And whoever heard of a happy knitted student body? There was also a time when someone wrote about the uncircumcised Philistine women when emphasising the sinfulness of Jezebel. In comparing John the Baptist and Elijah, it was said, quote, these men were servants of God, so they were kept by the Lord on meagre diets of locusts and wild honey, end quote. Lloyd Avril wondered why a class couldn't complete simple and well-known verses from the book of Acts until he realised that so many different translations of the scriptures were being used for study. He had set the test from the King James Version. Outside the classroom and study times, there is plenty to do. Desperate, Time-consuming efforts by amateur editors have resulted in the appearance of college magazines of various titles. The Collegian, Bulletin, Megaloth, The Link, Perusia, titles as various as the editors. Magazines which describe the head girl as head gal, honest pictures and articles giving formal and informal glimpses of life in college. Records which capture history in the present. Magazines describing college as, quote, a place where the laundry room is where we iron our shirts and the dining room is where we iron out our doctrines, end quote. Or, quote, a spiritual hothouse, end quote. Again, it is recorded that college is a holy huddle, 
a place for rosters, rule books and registrations or reactions, rebellion and romances. A popular pastime for the keen ones is Foursquare, a game which occupies time between classes and during tea break. Table tennis is also a favourite game, and tables are rarely down. Keeping fit has produced laughter as well as dismay. Jogging along the riverbank and exercises were at one time compulsory, but unfit young people jumping up and down, feet astride and arms swinging was too much. It almost led to rebellion. The annual football and netball matches between the college and church young people have always been a lot of good-natured rivalry. Football practice in the yard has meant a number of broken windows. It seems that the sore muscles and sometimes more serious injuries, as when the principal's son broke the head student's jaw, accidentally of course, are worthwhile. No record has been kept of the number of times the college were the winners. What spirit of mischief prompted the fashion parade, one end of term, when the boys modelled garments not meant for them? The laughter of some of the staff sounded a little hollow. The day Lloyd and Edith Avril left the college, students marked the occasion in the chapel service by the blowing of trumpets and presenting them with a five-foot-high model of the college badge, quote, in case they should forget, end quote. How could they? Humour. There's plenty of it. It's like leaven, leavening the whole lump, balancing the serious side of a serious business.